This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. If you would like to watch the video interview of this episode and previous episodes of this podcast and Lick It Like a Lollipop podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash coven of rejects. Interviews are available on every single tier. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are an OG listener, welcome back. So glad to have you guys. This podcast is sponsored by Lost Trail Coffee. So if you guys are looking for delicious coffee for yourself, but that you can also use in your spell work, and it's going to be super potent and just give you the best results, you're going to want to go to LostTrailCoffee.com. They have five different flavors. My favorite flavor is their Red Mountain Sumatra. I have tried them all, but that one is the best fucking one, I'm just telling you. And you guys ask me all of the time what my favorite shops are. I'm going to tell you that right now I am obsessed with the other side spirit shop. Kim Dunn owns that shop. She was in the episode titled Paranormal Witchery. If you have not listened to that episode yet and you like paranormal investigations and you want to hear from a paranormal investigating witch, you need to go listen to that episode. Kim makes me custom boxes every single week for the podcast guests that we have here on Coven of Rejects. We send them out boxes that are customized to whatever we felt drawn to for them during that time. Kim is the one who puts everything together, sends it out to them, puts all of her love and time in there. So please, if you guys could go support her shop, it is the Other Side Spirit Shop. It's linked in the description wherever you are listening. I truly love all of the questions that I get from everybody via email and messages and comments and I appreciate that you want me to read all of your individual stories and give you advice on your spiritual journeys, and I really answer as many messages as I can, but it can be very overwhelming. So if you are wanting spiritual advice from me, if you have questions, if you're wanting a little bit of guidance on something, you're not really sure that you want to join mentorship, but you do want to ask questions, I do offer spiritual advice and guidance on my website. And if you are a new client who has never had a reading from me before and you're wanting to just feel out each other's energy, have some cards pulled, and just spend some time in each other's energy, I also have 30-minute new client consultation and readings on my website. 
My website, of course, is covenofrejects.com. That is linked in the description as well. And then, you guys, we have some dope-ass merch on the website right now. I am currently working on a new line of items to drop for you. But in the meantime, go over to covenofrejects.com. Take a look at the merch. We've got hoodies, beanies, blankets, sweats, shirts, mugs, candles. I mean, there's so much over there. So please go take a look. Everything that is purchased um, from merch is going back into the podcast. It gets saved up so that we can actually expand the podcast, make this a traveling podcast, and be able to go and sit in on ceremonies and just show so much more to you guys than I can show with just a podcast. Welcome to the Covenant of Rejects podcast, Laura. Hey, how's it going? It's good. Full disclosure, everybody listening, we totally have been recording for about 30 minutes now, um, but there was problems with connection. And so we're starting over from the beginning so that Patreon members can get the video and we don't have to cut things out of Laura's very interesting story um, <laughs> to make the audio make sense. So uh, I guess let's start with, I, I want, I still want everybody to hear about these freaking videos I found on your page. So I'm going to talk about them again, and then we're going to get back <laughs> into your story. So okay. I was scrolling and stalking her TikTok before we started. She's got this video that says, when your ex was ap- was always worried about other men, but he should have been worried about the bestie. And I saw this video and I thought, oh, she's a homie hopper. And then I was <laughs> like, oh, wait, it has hashtag like bisexual pride. Oh, she means she was her friend behind the husband's back. Got you. <laughs> and then, and then this video the first time you step into your divine rage and curse your abusive husband's uh, eggplant right before you leave him and then finding out he's had an incurable abscess down there since you left. And I fucking cackle with my whole chest at the idea that he just has this abscess he can't get rid of. (laughs) It makes me laugh every day. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, like, y'all, don't hate on the next girl after you. Become her bestie. Become her bestie. I'm serious. Like, when she found me and she told me all this shit, I was like, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for giving all the confirmations on the shit I've been doing the last year. You're like, I really used a lot of energy to make something happen to his dick and by God, it better. (laughs) Yeah, it did. I was like, just, you know, it's so, it's one of those things like you believe in your craft, but then when you get those like direct confirmations, it just, it feels so good. It feels great. I get to smile every day, like knowing that it, he's got an abscess that he can't get rid of. It's been two years since I left. She told me this back in August that he told her it popped up like three weeks after I left. And he's probably one of those dumbasses that's going to be like, she gave me an STD. And like, it's yeah. been two years, bro. So you should have gone and had a test already. 
no like he point blank told her he believed that I cursed him and I'm like I did I did <laughs> I did that's amazing <laughs> um we had gotten into talking about your upbringing a little bit um, yeah and there was so much to it I would love to go back over it with you For so sure. um I'm gonna I'm gonna skip to some good parts and just fill people in quick. So sure. she was raised evangelical, um, and then she decided that she wanted to actually convert as she was getting older to Catholicism. And oh. we started talking about the correlation between Catholicism and witchcraft. And I made mm -hmm. the joke that Catholicism kind of spit on it a little bit, so that witchcraft could slide in easier for her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so true. Let's, so true. Um, let's get back into you were talking about the ways that um Catholicism had had um had similarities with witchcraft for you and you were pointing out some different things. Oh, very much so. I think um, like I was saying, working with saints was the big aha moment. Um, because I had an altar. Um, I had candles, I had lots of pretty things laid out, I made sacred spaces within my home. Um, and I would make offerings, um, I would do what's called a novena, those are nine days of prayers, um, or a nine day petition, and you would insert your uh, your intention into that you would you know say a certain part of the prayer state your intention and then finish the prayer um, and you would say them probably three times a day for nine nine days in a row so that's what a novena is so I did plenty of those I got very close with Saint Anthony in fact one of my own children is named after him um, that is how insane like he whenever I asked him for something I got exactly what I asked for so and just insane stories like just flat out as far as what a catholic would consider miracles um and so once i established that i started looking into more and more about the saints and different traditions i became extremely traditional i became actually very radicalized um i wanted to go back as far as i could in the catholic faith so i started attending latin mass i started head covering um i prayed the rosary every day in latin um anything that i could find that was as far back in the tradition um you know that i could get my hands on so, but by doing that, I kept running into like historical things. Like we, I mentioned St. Hildegard earlier and she is very well known for uh, healing with crystals. Um, she did rites of blessing and exercising evil from people's homes. She talked a lot about protection. Um, and it was purely just magic. And I recognized that. And, you know, I'm a curious spiritual person. I have friends that are witchy. I was in a midwifery community at the time. So a lot of them were witches. And I'm seeing correlations between like what I do, things that St. Hildegard is known for, and all the witchy people in this midwifery community. And I'm going, what is going on? Like, we're not that much different, really. Like, but yet my religion condemns you and every other person outside of this religion. And that really got my wheels turning because I was like, 
but like what's really different and especially when you think about how you cleanse your home as a catholic like you know you burn incense uh, for protection work, you take these like little St. Benedict medals, you wear them um, on your body or St. Michael, that's another very popular one. Um, you can bury them at the four quarters of your property. You can do novenas and petitions. And one of them was like, you walk around your house seven times and you say these Latin prayers um, to invoke protection on your home. Fuck, I've even had a priest come and exercise my home before. Like there's so much witchiness. Um, yes. <laughs> Speaking, of, I'm like, let me. I got it. Um, so those of you who are not uh, watching the video, she was talking, and I raised my hand because I just had to insert. Um, <laughs> since we're talking about exorcism, this gets to the next video that I had pulled up from your page. Yes. Literally, so many people stitched this video. This video pisses me the fuck off. It is, the demons are real. Yes. So you guys, this little girl is at a, she's at a church. She's got all of these people around her. She's got this pastor who has his hand on her face mm -hmm. and is like talking into her face. Her dad is in her ear screaming at her about um, yes. trying to get this demon out of her body or whatever. This mm -hmm. girl is literally hyperventilating, crying. She starts gagging like she's going to throw up. And this is, and I'm going to go on a rant for a minute, but go like, for it. this is child abuse. And I don't care what you believe in, whatever. There is never a time that it is okay for this to be happening to anybody, let alone a child. And what's fucked up to me is this little girl is, sitting here she is so anxious and emotionally overstraught that she is throwing up and you have these people around continuing to scream and scare her that something is inside of her body she's not throwing up because a demon is coming out she's throwing up because she's fucking scared and overwhelmed and the person who is her safe place her father is screaming in her ear so after she has and and think about the experiences that happened that led up to this happening in the church and then think about how this is when she goes home i know i when i saw that i was so triggered so triggered and i'll tell you why i'm so triggered about it not only like you said it's uh child abuse like flat out child abuse i mean you could see it watch that clip it, it made me sick to watch that video I just could not pass it up without saying something so um but I did not grow up with any kind of charismatic background that was not something that we did it was very fundamentalist there was no um speaking in tongues or you know being slain in the Holy Spirit however my ex's family there's actually a sect of uh, Catholicism that's called the Catholic charismatic renewal that does that stuff and his parents were extremely into it so when my son was having behavioral issues um due to the fact that well we, 
we were all in abuse. Imagine that. Like, let's just ignore all the red flags that, hey, we need help. Um, it was an abusive home and he had ADHD. So to them, they were like, oh, don't, don't put him on meds. Like, don't take him to therapy. Don't do this. Let's just take him to these events and get him prayed over. They hounded me for literally fucking years. They literally believed that it was some kind of demonic oppression on him. Not the fact that he's actually neurodivergent. We got in so many fucking arguments over the fact that he's neurodivergent, not demonically possessed. My fucking God. And, and that's what, when I see clips like this, I get so fucking triggered because I'm like, what made them think that this little girl, you know, was demonic? What is it? ADHD? Is that, is that what it is? Did, I mean, I'm just, you know what? And this, like, know? I feel very passionate about this topic because I have a son with like, really bad like behavioral issues he has like debilitating adhd and this is like you know it's frustrating because in your situation as the mom i know what it's like to have other people be like well i know somebody whose son has it worse and so they compare it or well you know this and that and well you should do this for disciplining and you should do that there is not enough conversation about mental health issues in general and so many of us that were deemed bad kids had ADHD or were neurodivergent same or neurodivergent (laughs) in some way and you having vocal outbursts like my for my son it's like um he gets in like uh so overwhelmed that he gets angry Mm -hmm. and so he has an angry outburst and you know, adults around her, well, you know, well, you should just be spanking your kid. And if you just did this, spanking the Mm. shit out of my kid is not the solution to him being emotionally overwhelmed and, and not having a way to explain it or his body not being able to contain the energy that he has. It's fucked up. And then you throw religion into it and you throw a kid who's been abused good on you because a lot of people are going to take their family's advice and they're going to take somebody to go get prayed over some fucking people like we might be witches and we might like natural ways of doing things yeah but if our kid needs meds to function in society guess what they're taking meds to function in society exactly exactly and you know what's funny though it's like i fought with her for so many years and eventually like she would not drop it. Like this woman was a nightmare. Like when I mean a nightmare monster-in-law, I I mean it in the fullest sense. Like she's the one who has taught her sons to be abusers. She's the one who has enabled them to abuse. She's the one who's still upholding that they're innocent. And I'm not just talking about one, but two of her sons. Okay. So, you know, not a great track record we got going on here, but Eventually, I, I did cave and we went to one event. And I remember because she was like, well, you would never know because you've never been to one. And I was like, okay, fair point. I'll go watch. I remember coming away with so much more hatred for it. <laughs> I would like, because I I had questions. I was like, okay, so this spirit supposedly comes down and takes over your body and you're falling on the floor, right? And you're telling me that this is the Holy Spirit. 
my question is, how do you know that it's the Holy Spirit and not something else that you have opened yourself up to because you're so emotionally charged right now? That's my question. How do you distinguish between the Holy Spirit and whatever else is floating out there? Because as Catholics, Catholics do believe in ghosts and demons and angels and all of the above. Um, so with that background, I'm going, how exactly did you determine that what you experienced, you know, I personally believe it's just overly emotionally charged working up of people. But let's let's say that it is a spirit. What is it and how do you know what it is? You have no fucking answers for me. See, and I'm somebody who like, I have a hard time because I think like if you believe in in demons and angels and and whatever, go you and believe in those things. Like you don't believe in the deities I work with either. Like who am I to say that something doesn't exist? I just don't work with that. So you do you. Um, But it's when people want to act like they know all of the energies that they're working with. I don't care how powerful you are. I don't care what spirituality you're in. There are things that you don't know about that you can invite in, that you can welcome in without meaning to. And absolutely, that is the reason why in witchcraft, we're so big on protection. We're so big on meditating on things and checking in with our guides and, yeah. and checking in with our energy field. When you have people who, you know, Catholic or otherwise that are performing exorcisms and stuff, they don't. Yeah have any kind of protections up for themselves. I had a guest on who was actually talking about um, how he had witnessed exorcists at um, his church. And um, sorry, my, my son's teacher just emailed and it was wild that we were just talking about him. She emailed out his behavior. <laughs> uh, but he was talking about how they don't put any kinds of protections up and they don't do any cleansing of the space before or after. So if they really are getting energies out of people and like, whatever, say that's a real thing. And you're really having these, these, uh, scary energies, they're not banishing them in any way, shape or form. So no, you've got people in a church with fear, which is like the highest, it's the lowest vibration, but it's the most, um, what's the word like the most contagious and people will lower to it and then you throw in that there are literally negative energies there like that that's where you get psychosis (laughs) yes yes it is yes it is and um i i've seen it firsthand in people um in the religious communities that you're like you saw what you heard what now (laughs) um and the funny thing is, is like, they'll be the first ones to like say that witches are crazy or witches are, you know, evil. But like, honestly, I've seen so many just when you get into the charismatic circles, that's where I'm like, okay, all right, sure. Go ahead, go off. But I see right through you, um, you know, but yeah, that that whole topic just like, it blows my mind that, like you said, they're not practicing any form of protection. Although I would argue that Catholics are a little more aware of it. If they're a very devout Catholic, they are. Okay. Um, but if they're just your average, like I show up on Sundays because I'm supposed to Catholic, then probably not. But if they are a devout traditional Catholic, um, I mean, I'm just saying like some of those some of those people, I'm not sure I want to go after for anything. Like, they got their shit set up. Like, 
you know, I, I've known a couple people that I'm like, yeah, they're total assholes, but it's just, you know, I'll, I'll like, because I still work with the Saints, I'll be like, guys, like, hey, am I allowed to? No. Okay. <laughs> I think it's dope that you, um, so how would you identify yourself as far as a witch? Because if you're still working with Saints, do you, do you, how do I say this? I'm not big on people feeling that they have to label themselves, but I think it's dope you work with the saints. So do you label yourself? I don't really. Um, so it's interesting. So I've carried over some of those relationships from my Catholicism. Like I've just, they've carried over naturally. Um, and then I, my main um, deity is Bridget and she has two faces which is one of saint and one of goddess and she was actually the first one that I ever worked with and it was very easy for me to transition into that side of um you know of her being a goddess and um the whole pagan aspect of it once I realized like I had been working with her as a saint. And then when I, once I realized her other side, like it all just kind of like clicked and made sense to me. Like I was like, oh, so like I'm doing the same thing with the saints. Now there's more to learn about her. This whole other facet is new to me and it's interesting and there's a different energy in a way, but I mean, it's still her. It's just, you know, getting to know the like truer version of her. It's it, it was just a journey. So like, I don't really have a label for myself. I do consider myself a pagan because I do not ascribe to anything that the Catholic Church teaches. I do not, you know, I'm. You're not going to find me in mass. Like you're not gonna find me supporting anything that they do because of the amount of like abuse that I've seen firsthand. I just, I can't, I'm, I'm not cool with it. Um, the abuse that I experienced and my children experienced was covered up and justified. And I, that's not cool. And we see it over and over and over again. Um, you know, a million times over. There's so many stories of people surviving the Catholic Church. So while I still work with some of the saints, I also realize like that that organization as a whole, I, I can't vibe with it. It's not ethical. It's done a lot of damage. And uh, I don't see the saints as being necessarily like they'll work with just about anyone if you have a good heart and good intention. Um, that's what they're looking for. They're not tied necessarily, particularly to the Catholic Church. And a lot of those people who were saints, um, they they weren't, they were doing a lot of miracles and stuff before they even entered the church. A lot of them have conversion stories into the church, or they had pagan backgrounds before they moved into the church. And that was at that time period where the church was basically forcing people to convert. So often I wonder if a lot of the saints weren't forcefully converted from their pagan ways. I've wondered about that a lot. Do I know for sure? No, I wasn't there. I can't, you know, like for sure say that, but I, I do often wonder about it. Um, so, and they understand the universe and how it works. And 
I'm not one who particularly believes there's one right way to do anything. I believe there's tr a little bit of truth in everything. So my working with the saints doesn't uh, bother me like it would some people. Some people might find that bothersome, but I think there's beauty in every tradition um, in some way, shape, or form. Um, we just have to be very careful to not continue cycles of abuse. Um, and that that's kind of my my whole thing in life. Like you can find beautiful things all over the world from all different belief systems and all all different cultures. But like respect them, be respectful, know what's okay and what's not. Do your research, and don't continue to that cycles of abuse, like cut that shit out. Like, don't be that way. And that's the bottom line when it comes to my practice. I love that you said that. Um, something that I, I wonder since Bridget is your goddess, have you, um, have you researched different versions of Bridget throughout different types of practices? So I just basically have researched the history of her. I understand her as the Celtic goddess and all the history behind that, but I wouldn't say necessarily different time periods. I'm interested if you know that more about the time okay. period. <laughs> That's right. Like, I, I have my personal relationship and practice with her, but as far as like different time periods, I think that's interesting. So um, I was, I was, I, I find deity work fascinating and like, I don't yeah. work with Bridget or anything like that. Um, but I was learning about how in different time periods and just in different regions of the world in general, they would have very like, it would be the same goddess in different adaptations. And so yeah. there is, I have this, um, I I'm like super into like dark goddesses and Maman Brigitte is considered a dark goddess and she is of um, Haitian origin. She's a voodoo goddess. And mm -hmm. I read that there was a correlation between the Celtic Bridget and Maman Brigitte. And um, yes. And so she's the redeemer of Haitian origin. This goddess is of justice and is of is one of the most powerful in the voodoo belief system. She guards over cemeteries. A figure representing this goddess is the first female buried in every voodoo cemetery so that those laid to rest may be redeemed of their sins and the sins inflicted upon them. And uh, things that like she really loved are rum, hot peppers, um, like darker colors. She represents redemption. And when people have worked, people that I've spoken with that have worked with Bridget, they have said like that she does like sharper uh, things like rums and um, the color red specifically. And so that's always been integrated with the red hair that she has. And the um, wow. Maman Brigitte is very much like has uh, flaming red hair as well and is like this powerhouse and although I don't think that they're the same goddesses um mm -hmm. down to a t because I think that 
the way that people work with them changes their energy. And that's why everybody has yeah. a different relationship with their deity. But I just yeah. thought that was cool. And I wondered if you had looked into that. that. No, I hadn't looked into that. That is really awesome. Like, I, I didn't know anything about that. That's really cool. To be like, very honest, I haven't done much research into anything um, like voodoo or any of the voodoo or hoodoo because I've been really focused on like my own little like trying to get my corner like what am I researching in this and I want to learn more about it and I think it's just been you know it's a beautiful thing to learn about different you know cultures and practices and I try to be very respectful so sometimes I yes. do get a little nervous because I'm like I don't want to like overstep um, and so I have a friend, I have a friend who, um, gosh, I've talked about her before. I don't name drop her. Um, she's a, a Yaya in a, um, it's a, I believe that it's a branch off of voodoo and, um, they're very, she's always told me like different, she's always given me different advice when I have things going on, like you should mm -hmm. do this and you should do that. And she taught me about like paying um, the gatekeeper of the graveyard when you go there yeah. and different things. But she's also always been like, this is for us and not for you. Like she's been very clear about yeah. these are the things that are closed and not, I really want to have her on the podcast. Yes. Um, that would be educate. awesome. She is, she's nervous because there's such a fine line to draw within Mm -hmm. what you can educate other people on and what things are closed. And so she has to like get permission from other people to be able to do yeah. that and find out what she can share. And one day I'll have her on. She listens. Um, I would definitely recommend that like, if you are going to ever research into those things, I would talk with somebody who is like actively involved in it and mm -hmm. be hearing from them. Like, what things do you think are safe for me to research and apply to my own practice if I like them? And what things yeah. should I not? Because that's, that's yeah. a big and thing I, too. And I do know a couple of practitioners. I, I guess I just always get so nervous. I'm like, I don't want to be that, you know, like white chick who's <laughs> just like, here, give me all your information. You know, like, I, I don't want to be that. I guess for me, but like I, I have a podcast. So me yeah, asking questions so is question, like yeah. normal. <laughs> I don't want to be like, hey, tell me something. Oh, wait, no, don't like you're not. No, I don't want to overstep and take like their work from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it's, I know it's special to them and most of them don't talk about it. So I don't ask, you know? Um, so, I mean, I know that I'm very, you know, private about my own practice and what I do. And I am in, you know, an open practice like anybody can do it so I just imagine it's very special to them um and I tend not to ask questions maybe maybe I should more in a respectful manner um I yeah I would it's a good it's a good like topic to be on because and I was just talking about the Bayou Bruja um talking about this with her when she was on too because yeah we have to be educated on First of all, nobody owes us explanations for jack shit. That's, That's first off I mean. and foremost. So let me establish that, that like, I want to be clear that nobody owes anybody jack shit. Second of all, I do think that 
in safe spaces, there needs to be able to be conversations though, where people can understand what is overstepping and how they can respectfully ask questions of like, you know, you, you have to be able to know what the boundaries are in order to not cross the boundaries. And we can't just be mad at everybody for crossing a boundary. If they, if we don't know, and we don't talk about it. Yeah. I guess that you're basically, you know, saying exactly how I feel. I'm like, I don't know what the boundaries are. So therefore I just don't ask. (laughs) I'm like, Hey, is this your boundary? Would you mind telling me like how far I can go to push the boundary? Because I like, I'm super respectful, but I also like I'm a Gemini and I have to fucking learn about it. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Oh my gosh. I forgot. I mean, like, obviously you're a Gemini. I, I knew that. But like, I forget sometimes when you're a Gemini. I'm an Aries. So I'm like, I I guess my energy is more like, this is open. Dive full force into getting everything that I can out of this one. Okay, this one's open. Dive full force to get everything I can out of this one. And I'm like, okay, you know, um, I think my ADHD is a lot about that too, like that hyperfixation mode of like, okay, I'm gonna hyperfixate on this one thing. And then a lot of times that can also be a little bit of a weakness. Yes, we may know a lot about one thing, but then we don't know like broader um, practices of like other people. But and like- I also, I just, I, I struggle with the the like respect thing because like, being conscious of those boundaries like I I know that they're there and I just don't want to overstep them so a hundred percent and we all feel I mean none of us want to be like making anybody feel uncomfortable or making anybody feel Mm -hmm. like they have to validate what they're doing or that that something isn't private to them or that they owe explanations because nobody owes explanations but something that you know, somebody may feel is open. I will use the smallest example, people just getting into witchcraft, hearing the word saging and using sage. And, you know, I use that example because everybody at this, not everybody, but you know, that is a a general knowledge for those in the craft is like, yeah, white sage is something that like, we don't need to use that. There is a very specific person. It is tied very Mm -hmm. closely with native American practice. And I've heard arguments that, oh, well, they use it over here and they use it other places and they use it in other countries. And like, okay, but you're practicing a certain type of magic in a certain way. And you're using something that you've been asked not to. You're not in another country using this in this way over here. You are using it. Anyways, I have, I, I understand the point behind that, but somebody may think that that's open. And if nobody ever educated and said, hey, you can't use this they wouldn't know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I mean, like, I'll admit, like, when I was in those, um, like, in that midwifery group, and there's all these witchy, like, spiritual people, like, a white sage was used a lot in those, you know, gatherings and stuff. I didn't know that it was closed. I didn't know anything about it. I had to get curious and, like, start researching and I once I realized it I was like okay never gonna do that again you know I had to learn and and like you said I think it's much more well known now but it unfortunately you know for a long time there it was like the popular thing and it's a lot of times that one of the first things that you're introduced 
in, in into spirituality. It's one of the first things that's shown. Um, so it it is, I do think it's so beautiful though. The wonderful thing about being on TikTok is you can see so many different people from so many different practices and whatever they're comfortable sharing, they do. And you can learn so much. Now I'm not saying take everyone at face value, but you know, go go do some research. Um, but it's it it can be a springboard. You can ask, well, why do they have this position on this subject? And go do your own research. That's what I love about it. I also I I love that too. And I do think that there's so much that people can learn without having to ask questions by just going and following creators of yeah. different practices, of different ethnicities, yeah. of different cultures. You can learn so many, so many different things from them without having to ask any questions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I love it. I, I, there's just, there's so much out there. There's so much knowledge out We're there. We're on like rabbit I'm, holes. I'm sorry. I, I know. Just like... No, ADHD, ADHD, ADHD. <laughs> that is how this oh. started, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is, it is. I mean, I think a lot of us witches are very ADHD and neurodivergent. How else, like we ask too many questions. We're too curious. Like that's how we like, you know, broke away from, you know, things like Christianity and yeah, you know, normal <laughs> life, whatever that is. <laughs> um, what are you doing right now with your spirituality? Do you do, um, like, do you do readings? Do you have any kind of shop? Like, what do you have going on for you? So what I have going on for me, um, I haven't done readings in a while, but it's funny that you mentioned that because like, I was literally sitting there the other night. I was like, I think I should do readings again. So I might open that back up again. I used to get on lives and do readings, but I um, have been doing uh, cord cuttings. I had a couple different cord cuttings go viral and um, suddenly everyone was asking me to do cord cuttings and it's been really cool and really fun. I've learned a lot. Like I've gotten really um, like, I, I love watching each cord cutting because the energies are so different they're so different people are like oh it's just a normal cord cutting nah like there are ones that you're like what the fuck you're watching it and you can you know be like oh that's a dumbass person like over here like and you're like shoving them away you're like get the fuck away from my client you know and it's just I just, I've learned so much and you can also see the, the emotions that are going on, um, kind of what the person has been through. People think it's just a candle and a piece of twine burning down, but it tells an entire story. Um, and I enjoy it because it gives me a way of helping other people who have been through trauma and horrible relationships. And that's something that, you know, I have experienced very intensely in my life um, between my own family and my ex-husband surviving domestic violence and narcissism. Like when I see these energies and these cord cuttings and, and knowing that I am helping them cut those energies from their life, like it, it brings me so much joy and uh, to be able to do that work because, and I don't know if it's necessarily healthy or not. I've, I've been going back and forth in my mind as like that whole idea, like 
what was the point of everything that I went through if I can't do something good with it? If I can't have compassion for other people, if I can't use the gifts that I have as far as like reading energies and being able to tell them what I saw and, and, and being able to help them, you know, make those steps and decisions to say no more. I, what what good was it for me to go through all of that? And I, I can't really come up with anything. If I sit in my anger and bitterness over what happened to me and do nothing, I am only preventing myself from, you know, growing. And, and it's just going to be a miserable existence. I have the choice. I have the choice to use what I went through to be compassionate and understanding of people and to use what I love, the craft, my own spiritual practice, help people. And that is why I love doing cord cuttings. I remember doing some of my first cord cuttings and they were life-changing for me. Just to see it burn the fuck down and to be like, I'm done with this and walk away. It's so powerful. Um, to see that visual representation of that energy being cut. And that's that's why I love doing them. So if, you know, core cuttings are definitely my thing. I also do, um, you know, bindings. I throw hexes too. I just... <laughs> oh, shit. The saints are helping hex the bitches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they... They, there's a few of them out there that don't mind doing that kind of work. There's quite a few. Um, they weren't all so peaceful and loving, but it's just, you know, I I have a very strong sense of justice. You really got to get under my skin um, or I have to really, I, I want to hear your story and the reasons why this should happen. Um, and if I feel the energy's off, I'm not going to do your working for you but mm -hmm. if I can see who you are as a person and see you know yeah fuck that person if I can pull some cards it says go for it I yeah let's go let's roll I believe in justice thank you for thank you for mentioning though that like first of all energy means more than money uh yeah you don't just take on any fucking client there are no. people who it's not going to work with. Hey, I would rather not be involved in this situation than get the money. Yeah. Also, I don't want to use my energy if I'm tapping in and I find out that you're going to go back to homeboy the second that this candle burns down because he calls you and says no. he's got some lame dick to throw your way. <laughs> that is that is the most annoying. I Oh my gosh. Like this one client, it was so funny. Well, she wasn't a client because I didn't actually take her. But she like kept messaging, mes messaging, messaging me and messaging me. And she was like determined to have me do this like cord cutting. And I just got a bad like, I don't know about that. Like, I'm not sure I want to do this for this person. Um, and then like, I was like, okay, well, right now, currently my books are full, um, which they were. And I was like, I'll get back with you in like a week or two and we can schedule something, you know? And literally a week later, she sends me a message that she got back with him. I was like, that's why I, <laughs> that, that's why, like you weren't, I didn't, that's why everything in me was like, mm, I don't. I just see this like screenshot, like this snapshot of your face with like a what the fuck look and then the TikTok song, yeah. she knows. 
she knows. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. You were so insistent I do this working for you and you just, you know, got back together. Okay, all right. You know, it just didn't feel right. And I've had other people um, beg me to do hexes for them and the energy won't work right. So you know what I like to do? I like to offer them justice workings. There you go. Instead. Instead, because here's the thing, if they lied to me, justice is gonna happen, period. Because, you know, if you lie and then some bad shit happens to you because of a justice working, that's on you. That's on you. This goes into when you do a return to sender and people go, (laughs) they hexed me. No, bitch. Oh my God. I literally sent people back their energy that they were directing my way. Oh, that looked like a hex to you. Well, next time, keep your funky ass tuna energy to yourself. <laughs> funky ass tuna energy. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> For real, though. I've had that happen sometimes. But like, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just cleaning out my space and myself. Um, what Toodles. are you doing here? <laughs> yeah so yeah the justice workings are another aspect like I encourage any you know practitioner if somebody's like begging you for a hex and it doesn't feel right feel them out with how with with how they respond to a justice working because if they're not immediately like yeah sure that's fine um I you know or if they're still pushing for the hex and you explain to them what a justice working does and they they get all funky and weird about it you have your answer as to whether or not the other person should be hexed it's probably a no and they're probably lying to you just like you read their energy for yeah (laughs) so so I do those and um and it's all through like people have to private message me on Instagram. Um, I am only taking like 20 workings a month right now at this time because I have five kids and it's a lot of work. That's um, a lot of kids. Yeah. Yeah. I have five kids. You have like a small soccer team. Plus my stepson. So six. Five of them are mine. <laughs> so um, it's just kind of like, funny that you brought up soccer I was just thinking about I literally was just talking about setting up one of my six-year-old for soccer today like literally right before I got in that's funny um but anyway no coincidences no so but like I just I have to make that time for them and also there's a lot of things that are chaotic with that large of a family I've literally over the last two months, I have had either extreme sickness. Like I went through, I got struck throat, like right after my wedding, I was sick for like three weeks. And then my little one was really sick for about two weeks. And it's just, you know, I'm mama. I got to make sure people are, you know, getting places, getting the care, making sure all these different things happening. When there's five or six kids, there's someone, there's always someone that needs a little bit of extra. So I'm really centered around making sure that my kids get that, you know, extra mama time when they need it. They need that attention. So 20 workings are kind of at my max. And I know some people are frustrated sometimes that I'm not taking more or they feel like they have to wait a long time. But 
this, you know, balance. Life is about balance. And this was the life that I was given with these five kids. So I have to balance between my love of witchcraft and and, and my family. And um, besides, I, I always, you know, try to put it this way to people like, I don't want to do your working when I'm drained of energy. I don't want to do your working when I'm drained of energy. That's not fair to you. It's not my best work. So I'm not going to overload myself, you know, um, I'm not going to push myself when I've been up, you know, three days in a row with a peeping kid. Like I, it's not fair to you. So I'll, I will message people and be like, Hey, this is what's going on. Um, but I, I love it. I love the ones that I get to do. And it's such an honor. I, I, I do truly love it. I am thinking about like opening up, like I said, readings again, because they take a lot less time than having to schedule out, you know, workings and whatnot. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I'm so honored to do all of them and to have this beautiful life with, you know, five kids and my amazing hubby. He's just a, he's fucking saint himself i i love that man so much He's oh you're like blushing when you're talking about it that's so sweet well i am happy with like getting to learn where you are in your journey right now i'll definitely keep on watching i always encourage um people who listen to the podcast to just go and follow the guests so that they can yeah like, watch you as you evolve on your journey and I will be keeping tabs and just seeing like how things yeah. go for you and rooting you on from the sidelines. Uh, so I appreciate that. I love your content, by the way. The whole series that you have going on with like the witches get it is literally, I get so happy every time I see it come across my screen. I'm like, yes, what is she going for this time? Yes. <laughs> Somebody commented yes. and was like, are these ever going to stop? And I'm like, no, don't stop it. Probably not because don't, there's don't. so much content. <laughs> don't, I will be upset if the series ever dies. Like it is my favorite comedy right now. Like every time I'm like cracking up laughing and my husband's like, what are, what are you laughing so hard about? I'm like, you just, the witch is getting you have to be wished to get it I don't know what to tell you <laughs> but um you know yeah, what's funny so. about that series is like the people who literally can't take the humor as humor and are always trying to like fact check and like educate in the comments and yeah well there are I just did one about you know crystals being toxic going some crystals are toxic when you put them in water don't drink them and then I've got comments well, some crystals actually disintegrate in the water and they don't even stay in the water and you're going to be drinking that and you should tell people, you should use fucking Google because I am not Oracle of Google. Like, <laughs> it's always, it's Why? always funny to me or like um, somebody commented on something uh, when I was talking about paganism in one of the videos and they're like, actually pagan means blah, blah, blah. And I literally Googled the definition of pagan and did a green screen. And I'm like, it says that there's multiple definitions. Sure. But like, you can't tell people that they're wrong and not even research the thing you. Okay. No. All right. All right. Okay. There's always somebody who knows more. And that is true in general. There's always someone that knows more, but at the same time, we need to be kind in the freaking comment section. Jesus. Like it's, uh, I get, I get so much love on those videos though. Like 
it's just it's, it's always funny it's the people with like a hundred followers that have never posted a video and you know it, you know you make content it's just hilarious and you got to say and, something about it oh you have to I love it I, you know one of the things that I like to do when people are like I so I don't know if this is weird or not or if you do this but like I'll go to see who has liked the video and then if there's somebody that I don't recognize I'll go check out their profile like I want to know who I want to get to know people like I want to know who they are like I maybe that's creepy or whatnot but like I just am like who what who is interacting with the page I want to I want to go like love on their page too like I want to go like support them too because I don't know I just I I want to do that because there'll be lots of times like somebody because FYP like shadow bans people and I won't <laughs> see them for forever and then I'll see them like like one of my videos and I'm like oh fuck I haven't seen their shit in forever and I go like click on it and like go to their page and I'm like oh my gosh I miss their shit so much you know yeah so I do that so if you like one of my videos I've probably probably creeped <laughs> on your page <laughs> I love it like I think that it's so I know that there are people who they're not going to go and follow people back because they don't have a certain amount of followers or something like that. And it's Fuck so that. weird to me. I, Fuck you that. will see that like, I, there are people that I follow that I can't tell you why I follow them, but there must've been something when I went and looked at their page and yep. I was like, sure. Or they like. made a comment that I was like, oh, I love this comment. I'm going to go and follow yeah. you. Exactly. Or, you know, like, honestly, and that whole like idea that some creators won't only follow other like larger creators. That's so mm -hmm. stupid. Some of my favorite creators are so like underappreciated on the app, honestly. Like they're smart. They know so much. Like they're so good at putting things together. They're great teachers. And for whatever reason, the app has hidden them. And so I think it's important to, like I said, go through who's liking your shit and go check these people out. Go give them some love. That's what I do. Like, I, I give people love, like spread the love around. Seriously. It's, it's, it's so much fun. You get to see so many different sides of people. And I, I find it that I can like connect better with the people in the comments too, if I know who they are and what they're mm -hmm. about. So yeah, definitely. I think that I, the, the difference is wanting to have a connection and your community and wanting mm -hmm. to use people to get you popularity and views. I would rather have a community where like, we're close, we know each other, there's a bunch of support as opposed yeah. to having people that are that I'm leeching off of. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And then also, you know, making sure that you set those boundaries in place where you're like, um, I'm sorry if you're gonna act this way in my comment section, I don't care who you are, you can go like bye no um we want people who make a good community and contribute and share that love like I was talking about you know everybody can have different beliefs and different opinions but we all got to be respectful and love each other point blank yeah. period um I'm not I'm not down with the the drama <laughs> I'm not down with it <laughs> for real well so, thank you so much for coming on the podcast I appreciate I getting appreciate to talk it. to you and um, I will be dropping your episode on Sunday. So excited. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. You're so, welcome. So, so I hope fun. you have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye.